0: Greetings, podcast listeners, and welcome to my Shot of Life podcast with your co-host Steven and... Uh, Victor. 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 Said by Victor? Yes. Victor's saying this right That's now. That's so you remember that it's me who okay. says it. On this week's episode, we will be discussing tropes. Movie tropes, TV tropes, commercial tropes, something that happens so frequently It's become a little bit redundant in our day-to-day entertainment consumption. We'll be sipping on Woodford Reserve Masters Collection Brandy Cask Finish. There you go. Another long one for you today. Yeah. I've been, like, just having to breathe a real, real deep breath before reading these. This is 750 milliliters, 45.2% alcohol volume. And this is the first time I've ever seen something labeled as the proof with a decimal place. Well, 90.4 proof. They really just want you to know. It's special. Man, so they, this must be pretty accurate. Uh, today's toilet talk in connection with our movie tropes of the day. We'll be discussing poop and fart joke humor in movies and well, TV shows and all entertainment. So we think that was a pretty good segue or at least it will fit in with our conversation today and um, as we wrap up things we will discuss our rating of the bourbon today there's bourbon right brandy cask finish bourbon because it's out of kentucky guys kentucky bourbon tennessee whiskey fyi nailed it all right tap them up here we go Mm. Mm. I'll reserve my analysis but it's not looking too good Would you Woodford reserve it? Mm. Yeah, all right. I'll have to That's what I thought <laughs> So, tropes Tropes I think you we can start them? off we, you've, you've seen them? You've seen them, it happens all the time It's in all the things and stuff that we watch uh, The easiest thing to tra- describe what this is without giving a direct uh, I guess definition of it is imagine watching watching a commercial right? You sit down in front of your TV watching ESPN, watching whatever you're watching commercial pops up for Viagra Boom. Boom. What do you picture? You picture someone being really happy. Really happy white, milk <laughs> action uh yeah, and then you, you see like a smile on the woman's face, and she's in bedroom garb. And the guy's, you know, going around the whole day, like really happy that he can Get satisfy himself and his woman, I guess. So, that I feel like is the number one example of what a trope is. Like, you see an ad for a commercial, more specifically a drug commercial, and it's always showing how happy someone is after taking that drug, right? So it's this repetitive uh, or overused concept to define or to to, to show someone something and at least get the point across. Uh, Vic, what other commercials would you say or commercial tropes have you seen uh, just from your day-to-day watching TV? I don't... I mean, I feel like a lot of the fast food chains have similarly designed commercials they're going after their demographic You yeah. select like demographic Sh- sure are uh definitely trying to get in there and uh infiltrate the mind discussing value you know they've all got these special menus that they're trying to promote so they're trying to get people in the door additionally they're looking uh, a lot of them come from either a humor perspective or a passion perspective so they're saying you know you know, be your best it's it's cheap it's not as unhealthy as everyone says it is. Bring your kids you know it's it's the one stop cheap family stop kind of deal, and then the other one you know you got your your taco bell of the world out there who's hitting you with the comedy stuff all the time with their commercials and, and just the most absurd yeah uh i guess list of items that you can get at the restaurant it, i mean who knew that you could you would get a Waffle egg, taco at Taco Bell in two thousand eighteen. Who knew? Who knew Taco Bell would be alive? Or Did still not be see around? that coming. Unless you were watching, uh, Blade Runner. Then I think twenty twenty forty nine or no Total Recall. I think it was like Burger King, and uh, Taco Bell were the only two restaurants. They were like taking over. Jeez. Like the conglomerate. How Burger King? Burger King is the. Like, I think the it's worst. Burger King. Maybe it's KFC. No, nah, it can't be KFC. That'd be weird. Uh, Well, it is Taco Bell and whatever the other one is. Maybe it's... No, it's Pizza Hut. That is. That's the other one. Okay. Pizza and tacos. I mean, why not, right? Why not? Uh, Let's see here. So, drug ones are obvious. They're always dealing with either depression or some sort of issue, and the person happens to be excited or happy after they've taken it, right? Uh, Another one that I've seen, and you mentioned some of the fast food chains, Hardees. Uh oh, just over the top. Over the top. But they're always it's like zoomed in with the burger. It's all sloppy. And it just slaps down. And and you know you And can the ingredients tell. bounce up. And they <laughs> bounce. Yeah, like they're well, there's like some sort of like trampoline that they're throwing it on top of. And I guess I don't even know if it's a trope, but it's more of like a and that's who they're focused on their demographic. You can tell by watching the commercial who they're catering towards. I mean, you got these huge burgers. It's obviously towards men. And which fast food chain it is. Parties right. was taking that not only the sloppy food and the big huge burgers, but they were getting the women in there. Yeah, and they would know. have like the the um uh the, well, the, the women in like uh short shorts and bikinis. you know bikinis and daisy dukes, low top shirts and stuff. Uh and so obviously it was catered towards guys to that American man, the blue-collar guy. The... I mean, at some points they were like promoting the all-American burger. and was like... Yeah, that makes sense, right? That's who they're going for, is just like the, the guy who works outside with his hands all day. Uh, so there's that. Um, I guess one of the other ones that I was specifically looking at um, was beer commercials. Mm. You know, those tend to be on the humor side, right? At least Bud Light does, yeah. but then you always get hit with the, the Clydesdale. Yeah, that's Budweiser, more refined. Oh, Bud, that's right. And more refined, yeah. If you're looking for those extra calories. You've got your light beers. They're going to advertise specifically low, low-cal, low-carb. You know, Corona always had the ones on the beach. You had Mick Alter, Everybody's running all the time and exercising. You've got your other light beers that are kind of like, you know, cookouts and, and – summer parties a light and refreshing blah 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 and then then there's cores which is all they talk about are the rockies and pickup trucks probably probably they show some guy like it's almost like when you watch the ford commercials right and I, i hadn't even planned on talking about this but now that we're now that i'm thinking about it that's a great example is like watching the ford or the chevrolet commercials and it's just a huge pickup truck climbing up rocks it's just just like they do in the Jeep commercials, too. And they're showing it off, or they're showing, like, some guy throwing stuff in the back of the trunk. And the bed's just shaking. And then he's like, I'll drive my pickup truck because it gets me by. And so he's just driving down, and then he's, like, climbing up a mountain of rocks for who God knows where his house is at located <laughs> on the top of these rocks. But it's, it's funny, like, to show you what well, no one... No ordinary person is is making that drive every day. You're no. just going down the interstate. You went on the highway. Whatever you're doing. But Steve, if you need to use your truck for that, in case yeah, just in case I need to, it'd be great to know that it can go up rocks. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and another one that bothers me a little bit are the made for TV commercials. What does that involve? Uh, yeah. Well, not sorry, not made for TV commercials, but the made for TV products they sell. So think of the slap shop or the slap chop or whatever it was. Uh, in like infomercials. Yeah, infomercials, yeah. And then they would have the installment plan. You can pay this for twenty nine three payments of twenty nine ninety five. Why don't you just say it's ninety dollars? You know, <laughs> we all get it. You know, no one's paying thirty dollars a month for three months to get a snuggie or a box of snuggies. Never know. Could be worth it. You what never kind know. Of snuggie. Uh, my mom one time got me. She got me this this box. She put my Christmas gift in it, and on the outside of the box it said "Giant Snuggie," and it had pictures of like what you could put the Snuggie around. And it was a picture of the Snuggie over like five people on a couch. Jeez. Then the same Snuggie over a car, <laughs> and then the same Snuggie that would go over the entire house. Oh. <laughs> and it was, <laughs> and it was obviously like a joke box. And she put the real gift inside of it. But they they sell these. Fake boxes to trick you into, you know, thinking that's what it is. Actually, I think she got that from my brother. The one she got me was, it was a showerhead coffee maker. And I <laughs> looked at her and I was like, oh no, dude. <laughs> hey, she said, tried, right? Yeah. I was a but little she bit knew. worried. She's just a joker. She, she got me. She got me. So transitioning away from commercials and into movies. Movies 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 that's when cows go to the movies. movies what trope do you see in a movie frequently that you would just love to get rid of or you just get so annoyed when you see it the entire category of romantic comedies get, get out of God. here how like nobody it's, it's an awkward meet nobody wants to hear you here. Yeah, get out it's like this get out meet cute why where... do you think you're never at the oscars get out. They're the Razzies though. Yeah. Where they belong because they're so trope. Do we know what uh oh dude one of my favorite movies is is like a probably a Razzie nomination. And it's a rom com. Go on. It's got Ashton Kutcher in it. Actually he's he's in two rom com butterflies I like. That's not <laughs> no, not even close. Uh the one What Happens in Vegas, that movie's pretty good. Who who's the girl in that? not Drew Barrymore. The the the, it's, not, it's the... <sighs> blonde hair. Yep. Cameron Diaz? Cameron Diaz, yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. So it was It was him and Cameron Diaz. Uh, and then the other movie is Just Married with Brittany Murphy. Snow. Brittany Murphy? Oh, when she was alive. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Sad day. R.I.P. whenever she was dead. R.I.P. Brittany Murphy. Really, mm-hmm. Sin City, baby. Uh, yeah, so one of my favorite movies is that, but that is what it is, is like they have this... Meet cute, whatever you want to call that, and then they fall in love immediately and they're like, Oh my you're you know, oh my god, they're going this is gonna be amazing and then it it just falls down the deep end. They wanna break up, they wanna get divorced. I mean this happens in definitely maybe one of my favorite movies too. Gosh. I I like a lot of, man, thinking about it, I have like four rom com movies that I kinda like, but I think they're more based around comedy than they are romance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like uh Well definitely maybe is definitely rom com. But Wed- wedding crashers. That's a com- that's yeah, a yeah. up comedy. Yeah, but that's, it has the same underlying arc where he falls back in love with a girl. Yeah. Where, all right, so it's to me, it's a redemption story, which everyone loves a good redemption story. Maybe that's why they're playing I mean, everybody's invincible, feelings. mean, Invincible, Invincible. Everyone loved that movie, and what's the movie with the guy? Everybody loves a comeback, they pick, right? They pick the kid up off the street, and he like run a 40 pretty fast or something. Is that Invincible? Sandlot. No, the movie with Sandra Bullock. Miscongeniality, congeniality <sighs> the football movie blindside yeah is that it Thinking he definitely does not <laughs> run a 40 <laughs> a fast 40 Wait, he's like a line he's man, a right? blindside tackle i believe oh Mike michael is or- he blind no <laughs> gosh you're the worst uh speaking of you're the worst you're the worst pretty decent movie great show show yeah now we'll get there Uh, I forgot what we were getting at. I don't think we've actually mentioned the tropes other than the the feel-good redemption. The redemption story is the trope to me. I feel like the movies are made, or that is a part of a movie to get you to like a character. But it happens so frequently where everything's good or you're on that guy's side and then it turns out the person is a piece of crap. And then the next thing you know, he's working his way back up in the good graces They connect, they fall in love, the movie ends. You're like, oh, they're meant to be, and that's it. I think there's been a movie that came out where the redemption happened and they got together, and then you're like, oh, it's going to be great. And then they showed the movie after that, and it didn't turn out great. What's the one? There was a movie that I saw recently on vacation. So, not recently, but like, you know, less than a year ago. I saw it for the first time. Can't remember who's in it, but it's about this woman who like is in love with this guy who's getting married to someone who getting married to Cameron Diaz whoever that is my best friend's Jason wedding Siegel? or something like that well what was what, no. happening he was getting married to Cameron Diaz yeah to Cameron Diaz's character and then you thought like the whole movie like he was gonna break it off with Cameron Diaz's character and get together with the girl like the main character huh and then he never did. And like I was so satisfied with the way the movie ended because it did not have a happy ending. It bucked to the trope huh. of the rom com where like, you know, the main two characters get together, but that was not the case. Oh dude. Um what's the movie with Jason Siegel in it where he's he's in love with Kristen Kristen Bell? Bell. Yeah, that's a great movie. I'm this is a different movie. This but is a different movie, yeah. yeah. But forgetting he, Sarah Marshall. Forgetting Sarah Marshall. And then you're thinking, oh, he's going to get back together with her. And he doesn't. But then he gets to, he, uh, it still is like tropey whenever he gets has Mila. a happy happy ending with the girl. Because there's, the there's also that mini falling out. Because he gets with Mila, Mila's character. Yeah. And then, like, you think, oh, no, they're not going to get together because things other things happened. She thought he was still in love with Kristen Bell's character. Mm-hmm. But then they do ultimately get together. So it's not as tropey, but it's a little... Little, little there. Yeah, and you might it it might be impossible to really deviate and not have anything tropey in a movie. It would be very difficult to have a writing, or to to write a movie where you're doing something completely different that has never been done before. At least in the whole movie. Just a a quick note. The movie. The movie I was thinking of was indeed my best friend's wedding. Great rom com that ends. Well, I already said it, so. No spoiler alert needed, but it ends without Julia Roberts, the main character, getting oh. with the guy. Huh. Never heard of that. PG-13. You can let your kids watch it. 1997. We suggest. What's another one? Another trope? For, for a mom? movie, at for least for movies. Movies? Horror films, man, your favorite. Yeah, I have a lot for horror films. Uh Not a lot, I have a good, a good amount. Well, you kick it off. For me... Worst thing in the movie is whenever they creep up, and it's a dark room, and there's someone with their back turned. No matter what, if they're in a chair, if they're just like looking out a window, or if it's a dark room and they're just like Indian style looking at the wall, someone always has the balls to walk up there and just like tap them on the shoulder, tap them on the shoulder, and then you know do the one the one eighty, and then it's like a and it's just like messed up face their head turns around completely like yeah, yeah, yeah. 180 or just something their head. that or you, there's like some ugly face or like some yeah. monster looking thing or something it never ceases to amaze me every time just walk out of the room like don't even go in yeah it's like <laughs> that's what that's what it should be you should walk by the room see it, and be like nope and then <laughs> just leave at least that's what in my parody movie would yeah. be. Nope. nope bye let's, let's write it uh, I'm going to make a movie It's going to take about two minutes. It's going to have a guy walking into an abandoned house, which is another trope of mine, <laughs> looking in a room where he sees something, creature, and then says, nope, and then leaves, and then it says, the end. And then the credits roll. <laughs> it's like, this guy didn't want the movie to happen. So. Budget, $5. Uh, yeah, but- I mean, playing on that, though, My big one of my big ones is the mirror, the mirror scene. So, you know, you got your character who's, Ooh. like, washing their face mm-hmm. in the sink, and they bend down to, like, finish washing their face. And then you see, you know, someone's face in the mirror flash mm-hmm. up. You know, a monster's face or whatever. And then the people are finished. Uh, and they disappear. Yeah. Washing their eyes. And they're looking in the mirror, like, toweling off. And there's nothing in there. Or, or is there? Yeah. Or, you know, they open, like, ah! they open the medicine <laughs> cabinet, which is a mirror. They oh, take something dude, out. And that. when they close the mirror. That's a good one. There's the face. All the time about the mirror. Oh, make me my pills. I- First of all, I don't know anybody who has a mirror like that. I don't know anybody who has a mirror that opens it up and then you have pills. Uh, my uh, my parents' house, old people. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't have one. I know you don't have one, but like and and when you when they open it up, so many pills. It's, <laughs> it's like just, it's like six to eight on. inches. Who's the prop master deep, here? Just like and they're putting like. Layers of like, all oh, right. Here's six rows, and we have pills That's on all, all of them, pills. and like I think put I see some soap it. in there. You could. Get. How many toothbrushes do they have in there? Yeah, none. It's all just bottles just of pills. <laughs> <laughs> they're just doing drugs. That's probably why they're seeing ghosts in the first place, or demons, or serial killers, whatever. They attract that stuff. So speaking of serial killers, I I don't know if you were going to touch on this one, but I don't have too many on. The horror scene because i'm not a a big horror Mm -hmm. guy but my other big one so the mirror was number one for me number two is the killer so the killer walks everywhere and the people who are whose lives are in danger they run everywhere how do they get caught you know they're running killers walking oh yeah you know just just run run fast well, you know what they say in man in a straight line don't fall over and like he's not he can't catch you physically he cannot catch you if he's just walking slow and steady man i guess that's it all the time they they exhaust themselves out he's clearly you know sipping on Gatorade or something <laughs> <laughs> performance enhancer well like every time they go off screen he's so like, he So he he raids the the mirrored uh, medicine cabinet for the, all those pills, amphetamines, most mm-hmm. likely. Yep, he's hyped up. Yeah, so he's hyped up on those. Got some speed. Uh, that, that is an issue. They suddenly catch up with them or they know where they're at, they're, where they're hiding. Um, I guess another one is, and it doesn't bother me so much, but if you have sex in the scary movie, it used to be you would you be die. One, you would be, uh, <laughs> Um, subject to die, like you would, you were more likely gonna die. If you were a virgin in the movie, or you were a virgin prior to the movie started, and then you didn't have sex, then you were innocent in a way, and so you'd be spared. I don't know if that that probably traces all the way back to religious aspects. I'm sure that whoever wrote some of the early earlier horror movies kind of had that in mind. What's the movie that you liked uh it follows? Is that what Oh one? yeah. So that takes, you know, horror movie sex and kind of flips it on its head, right? Yeah, yeah, where they um you have to have sex to to push the monster off onto someone else. And so, well, I guess in the first place if you wouldn't have had sex, then it would have never even came for you, right? True. Um, once you have sex, you have to go out there and find someone else to do it and um that was actually that was a really good movie and they kind of switched the genre up a little bit and that concept. Uh, for me, another one would be an abandoned house where you just see someone sees, oh, we should go in that house or let's go in that house and let's split up. No, dude, we're not splitting up. This isn't Scooby Doo, bro. This is, and have you ever seen Scooby Doo? Because it never works out. Well, yeah. it does work out at the end, but it doesn't work out in the middle of it because Scooby and Shaggy always find the creature and uh, get scared. That's it. So, so Velma loses her glasses. Loses her glasses. Daphne Who knows what Daphne somewhere. and Fred are doing? Uh, who knows? I don't think that we even see... They're always, like, off-screen whenever yep. all the action happens. I think you know what they're or doing. Or that the real action's happening off-screen. Shame. Shame. It's a chi- children's show. Steven, come on. You can't imply those things. <laughs> Any other movie stuff that you thought? Horror movie stuff? No, just movies in general. Uh... Some comedy stuff. I think we've discussed the. Well, what do you? So what per se? I think just you know there are certain things that are funny, and that's. Uh, it, it, there's just different types of humor that are used over and over and over and over. Well, again. there's always a guy who is the funniest guy in the room, and he's always getting laid. They have what? What really? Yeah, you don't. You don't think so? Funny guy. I don't know. Well, he's like the life of the party mm. character. That You know, they have, they have these archetypes in movies where you have one guy who's the reasonable guy. Let, let's use the hangover for an example, right? hmm So then you have... Ah, damn, I'm going to have a hard time coming up with All names. Their names. You have the really weird guy, Zach Galifianakis. Yep. You have Bradley Cooper, who is like the sexy but married man, mm-hmm. but he still is like pulling out the sex appeal, and he's the really cool guy of the group. hmm And then you have Doug... Yeah. He's Doug. he's the guy who has t- tooth pulled out. Yep. He's the very nerdy but reasonable person who's like keeping everyone together and trying to be uh he's not the leader but he's trying keeping to, everyone sane. Yeah, be i rational, irrational. Irrational yeah. person. Yeah, that's the best way to say it. Uh I guess that's it for that movie, but overall there's like there's like these different archetypes in a in a movie to keep maybe the structure intact in act but for me, it's like, come out with a movie where five people have the same, you know, archetype. They're all like douchey or they're all really rational, but then you have the one irrational guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, even in It's Always Sunny, it's like you got Charlie. Charlie's the wild card and then Max the guy. Wow. Are there any rational people there? No, they're not. None I mean, of them Dennis are rational. Dennis occasionally. What, De- Dennis is like the sexual predator. <laughs> I would love to talk about It's Always Sunny in the future. I have a. A lot to say about that show, but they have their own, you know, craziness too. Except, except for the rational part. So I guess like the, the types of humor that I'm alluding to here are there's the physical humor. So you've got your Three Stooges, your oh yeah, what's uh, with Macaulay Culkin, Home Alone. Home Alone. So that's all physical humor. Mm-hmm. You know, people slapping each other, getting hit in the face with paint cans, getting hurt, yeah, all that kind of stuff. So i mean it's funny to a point but you've got to understand that they're like repeated the home alone movies are the same movie mm-hmm. you know how many are there four yeah the third one had like not macaulay culkin in mm-hmm. it and then the fourth one i don't even know directed um, dvd probably but that's it's it's the same movie over and over again um and then there's the crassness of humor you've got like People who are just so ridiculous and vulgar, and just kind of go with that. And that oh, you and that's mean like, like where they just drop the f bomb? Yeah, most of the movie. Like, what's that female? Oh, Amy Schumer. Yeah, gross. Yeah, she where she talks about her vagina a lot. Yeah, it's just like it's so overused. And, and like Louis C.K. was the same way, where he was just he would make, which later came out to be. You oh, know, it, he, it wasn't a joke. He was actually telling the truth about yeah. his like. Subdi- he would always sub, make masturbation uh, jokes, and it was like, dude, jokes. dial it back. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, and then ultimately, that whole story came out, and it was he's probably like, well, I've been telling you for all these years. Yeah, Did probably more me? shocking. Um, and then like the childish, immature humor that goes on in different kind shows. Of like Adam Sandler, yeah. a little bit, yeah, like Adam Sandler. Um, any of the worst. movies that went directly to Netflix for Adam Sandler? Dude made bank. I, could. I couldn't even sit down and watch any of them. They're just so bad. It's just, it's just maddening. I guess these things, like with the comedy ones, aren't necessarily super tropey, but it's just annoying to me that these things continue to make money. And like Adam Sandler signed that Netflix deal yep. to make f- how many movies? How many crappy movies? Three or four, I, should say. I think. Ridiculous. And that yeah. dude has more money than I'll ever see in my cleaning life. Cleaning it up. People, and I think when it came out, that uh, Ridiculous 6 movie that he had was one of the most watched movies on Netflix at the time when it came out for, or whenever, this is, what, three years ago? But it was still one of the most watched movies on Netflix, and just thinking, like, who are who's watching these movies? Gross. If you're watching these movies, please email us and let us know why, because <laughs> yeah. I want to know. It can't be the acting and it can't be the comedy. So, what let's, else is Let's there? stop giving Adam Sandler our, our money. Like, just completely. Unacceptable. And. What's next on the docket, man? Music. Music. I think we have a lot about music. Oh, boy. And one of my favorites to talk about is going to be country music. I'm going to talk like this the whole country time Country Girl in a Country World. Madonna. My My bare feet, blue jeans, sweet tea, trunk trees. (laughs) Couldn't think of another word that rhymed. Bojangles. Dude, I'd love to hear Bojangles get a reference in a song. There's a guy, uh, Scotty McCreary, big country music singer, is from Garner. He went to NC State. So shout out to Scotty McCreary. Let's get some on bo- the show, man. Let's get some Bojangles in the song. We'd be more than happy to have you on to talk all things NC State, North Carolina, and country. And country. Uh, yeah, so for me, it's... Oh man, so with country music, it's it's really the pop country music because I'll go back and listen to some of the old stuff. And by old, I mean like in the 80s and the 90s. Like, I don't go too far back. i listen to some George Jones or George Strait, but I don't listen to that era of music. i listen to more of... Uh, anyone's listening familiar to Clint Black. Vic, I don't know if you even know who that is. I hate country music, but so I know none of this. Garth Brooks, I'm sure you've heard of him. Yes. Just around the same time, mm-hmm. early 90s. And I wouldn't say... It's, that music was more about very depressing, drinking whiskey, being sad, <laughs> like probably shooting my gun off in the distance with my dog by my side music. And then right. music now is... I got my pickup truck, cooler full of beer, blue jeans on. Blue jeans on, driving down the dirt road, my girl short shorts, cut off jeans and tube top. Boom. There you go. Boom. I mean that is that is it. Dixie cup. Dude Luke Bryan with the Dixie Cup. He said that in like seven songs. I can make a drink with whatever that song. I hear that all the time. Something is it Florida about, Georgia line? I have no idea. Oh gosh, don't even get me started. Terrible music, and I don't understand. I don't know if these people have ghostwriters. Some of them do, right? I don't know. Um, You would think that as simple as the lyrics are, and don't get me wrong, I love listening to Luke Bryan. I like uh, Kenny Chesney, but man, it some of the lyrics are just so so derivative. I may, you know, have my high school diploma revoked for this. But back in the day, in high school, when you'd write a paper, right? You weren't allowed to plagiarize, but you would, like, copy and paste stuff from the internet and then change around the words, right? Mm -hmm. You know, or use a thesaurus to look up different words to replace some, okay? That's what they do with country music. They copy and paste a song, they change around some words, and that's it. It's not... It's not the content that changes. It's the order at which they are sung, sang, we, sang, singing. And what is crazy is that they use, like, five chords. G- so, like, whoever... G-A-C-D. Gacked. And maybe an F. If you do an F, that's an advanced country music song. For now, sure. you have, like, people in the background who are just going away at it on guitar, you know, they're like hammering away, but the rhythm of the song is just, like, G-C-A-D, and it's the whole thing, so... You could add that in the trips if you wanted to. Yeah. All they did was change the combination of those four letters. Four notes. Four Boom. letters. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. So country music. Troped. Bad. Get, got troped. What's your other one? Other genre? Yeah, what's another genre that you want to hit up? Riggedy riggedy rap. Rap music. We talking about money. We talking about how we got money. We're talking money. about how we have a lot of money. How we spend our money. Drugs. How we... Drugs. How we don't care how much something costs. Probably getting shot in the streets where you grew up with Maybe. All, with 12 different lady friends. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It doesn't encourage a really healthy lifestyle. It does not. I do not approve, but I love rap, man. I could listen to it all it's, day. That's it, the that's the big difference between country and rap. I realize how troped it is. I, I do enjoy a good rap song. Well, maybe that's why, I mean, I feel the exact same way with country music where it's just, you know what they're going to talk about. And I kind of like, yeah, I want you to talk about that. So that's fine with me as long as it doesn't sound stupid, which it still does. (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't sound too stupid, but rap music, I feel like it's all about the money though. It's all about making that money. And at least from, from my vantage point here, we're talking about tropiness with the genres of music country for me at least has zero redeeming qualities rap there are certain songs and certain artists who buck the trend you know they're they're not singing or rapping about the classic tropes that other, oh yeah other people that's are. gonna i mean that's gonna happen there's thousands of thousands of rappers and you know hours of content each person puts out Trying to find some uh diamonds out there to bring up a specific example Lil dicky (laughs) we both really enjoy logic and uh especially like his earlier works he just came out with a new album shout out logic new album it's a little more trappy i would say yeah it's even more trappy than the the first bob and bobby Bobby tarantino album yeah so bobby tarantino the original album solid then he had the concept album the Incredible True Story yeah. of the Man Who Saved the World, something like that, mm-hmm. um, which <laughs> he said in an interview something, they shortened it to The Incredible True Story, which uh, abbreviated is T-I-T-S or Tits. Oh, <laughs> so, nice. He would do that. Nice, classic logic. But he came out with Bobby Tarantino too recently, pretty solid album. I liked like three songs on it because it was a little you know, bucking his own trend. He was yeah, trying to was trying know, to change it up a little bit. Good for bit. him and I can absolutely respect that. I think I used that, you know, exact phrase on Friday when the album dropped. But one thing that you will hear more than once on every single one of his albums is how he raps about being half black, half white. He does. And he raps about how he's discriminated against by both sides and how he always yep. overcomes the odds, yep. you know, to Drop hits, get money, and it's like, dude, I've heard this in three or four songs per row, per album, row. <laughs> three or four songs in a row per album for the last you know eight years, however long you've been. Yeah, I don't putting out music. I don't know if that's pandering or if that's. Uh, I, I mean, he, you're allowed to be really proud about it. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. I think it's just getting to the point where it's a little bit over the top with it. Okay, we get it. Well, even all right. So what bothered me is that he even goes into one of his songs. He talks. He talks about his story and about his mom, but he's talking from the third person, and he's acting like it's not him. But then he accidentally, accidentally, in air quotes, drops that the story's about me mm-hmm. or him or that kid. I don't know. It it, it's, it felt a little bit too much in your face about it. You know, it's it I mean? less and less genuine. Exactly. Or like, you right? Know, you're less inclined to. The fact that you get in your heart, mm-hmm. you know, when you when you're pushing it like all like you keep pushing it out there, out there, out there. Like if you do it once and like it's from the heart, I got it. Like I totally respect that when you keep doing it. Not so much. And then he also talks about and this is another thing with rappers is their status. Oh, these these been sleeping on me. These mother been sleeping on me. I'm so like I could tear you up. I could roast you. Like, you know what I mean? That's not <laughs> that's not a rap lyric at all. But they talk about you're pre- how you're pretty good, how good they are in comparison to everybody else, or like how they're the greatest rapper ever. And how many, I guess, another thing that I don't understand is like <laughs> they're not fiscally responsible with their money, you know? Like, well, he it, in, Logic did I'm, talk about I'm speaking oh, in, yeah. in the rap song sure. specifically. They're talking about all these expensive cars and jewelry that they have, and I'm sitting here like. Invest, man. You should be rapping about Bitcoin or like stocks or I don't know, just like four hundred one k set up your a Roth IRA or something. You know, rap about that. Don't rap about chains and cars and rims yeah. because who cares? You get in a car accident, boom, there goes your car. You, you get in a fight, I don't know, someone a key Tlaib, Akeem Tlaib, whoever the cornerback is for Never heard the him. Denver Broncos, he's ripped multiple gold chains off of uh, Michael Crabtree during games. Oh, really? Yeah. On purpose? Yeah. that's The awesome. first one was probably by accident, but he did it a second time, which you know was um, just to be a jerk. But it's just like, you know, that's so troped. You just rap about it all the time. The same yeah. stuff. Every rapper does the same thing and it perpetuates itself because of that these but, young and up and coming rappers hear it in the songs and they're like, like oh yeah let me get, th- let me put that out there yeah. let me put out my fire song I-, I hate to say that I do like I do like listening to some of those songs though because oh, yeah. it's some of the wordplay is kind of clever but every song they're talking about how good they are so that gets really old really quick Uh, so leaving rap music and getting into pop music boom which you know both genres pop. we've previously talked about kind of borderline on pop music sometimes. Oh yeah. Uh but we're I'm assuming whenever you think of pop music you think of Chain Smokers. <laughs> Gross, man. Is that not like the is that not the epitome of what a pop of what pop music is? I think the biggest difference with pop in comparison to the rap and the country trope is like rap I genuinely enjoy country I hate and like that will never change pop music I do not necessarily like because of how troped it is how every song again like country is like the same set to a different beat but I hate it the most because like what was that Chainsmokers song that came out that closer closer love that song (laughs) <laughs> like I know. it pisses me off but it is, so it much is the so, it is the <laughs> most derivative grade school um like cookie cutter song of all time good phrase cookie cutter like it literally is let's pick up the smallest words put them in a sentence together and then repeat the chorus as much as we can to buy three and a half minutes on a song but you come up with a catchy beat you got a song boom i mean that's with everything though I mean, that's what I would say. You just say have almost to appeal so to millennials, on. man. That's well, it. We don't have much of an attention it. span anyway. Yeah, anyways. there's no, you have to make everything simple for millennials, So and they outnumber baby boomers now, so you just have to find your cookie-cutter song. Like you said, what's it about? Oh, Lost Love. Okay, cool, everyone can relate to that. Oh, what's this one? Taylor Swift, looking at you. <sighs> Broke up with my boyfriend. He was terrible. That's that's the old Taylor for four albums. She's real country sounding. I broke up my boyfriend. He was terrible. And then now it's like I broke up my boyfriend and he was so bad. And I'm amazing. And I'm the greatest because everyone buys my albums. True. She's just. I mean, does she even care at this? I don't think she cares. Speaking of her album this year, she's just like making money. Last year sucked. Oh, terrible! I was so upset. Terrible. I love her music. Even by pop standards, yeah. It's bad. Fearless I, haven't I heard on the radio. Fearless what her second album? Uh first third? album. Second or third album. I think it's the no, it, the anyway, what I'm getting <laughs> at is that's old school Taylor. That's like as she was transitioning from country into pop, so it's a little mix of both. Love that. I I own that CD. Yeah, as far as like country album. music goes, that Enchanted? that is the extent of what I will listen to. Yep. And bluegrass, but yeah. <laughs> That's not well. At least bluegrass is. Well, it's not so much of. I don't know what trippy bluegrass music would be. I don't know. Riding a train, <laughs> being a hobo, <laughs> 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 blowing on like a jug or something. That'd be pretty bluegrassy to me. Faux show. Sure. So pop music, pop music. What's trippy about it, Steve? It's besides the lyrics and the beats, which pretty well, much that's is, I mean that's the it. thing to me is just the lyrics in general is you're coming up with the most basic song. It's almost like someone said, "Hey, listen, I came up with this really good rhythm. I just need you to write lyrics around it." And in that sense, you mentioned you brought up earlier for country music, do they have ghostwriters? I mean, they have people that they pay money oh, to yeah. to write songs. That's all they do is write songs mm-hmm. for these these artists, so. And I'm always really curious about when you're when you're an artist and you're making money, you're trying to make money, do you come across this crossroads where you say... Sell out. Yeah, sell out. Like, no one's asking you, but you're saying, I can make a really crappy song by my standards. That everyone will love. Everyone's going to love it because it's catchy. Or I can make the art that I want to make. And a lot of people are just saying, well, uh, I need some money. So, I mean, look at Train, right? I like, I like to think of Train because I like Train's old music and then they got really popular on the radio and the Hey Soul Sister and I mean it sounds so oh yeah. you know I mean I respect Vanilla the, I respect the crap out of like indie artists I mean you know the types of shows that I go to see mm-hmm. you know you're paying like 10 bucks for a ticket to sit or stand in a venue with like sticky floors and like the murder oh, yeah. rate is 80% <laughs> You're, but just to see these bands who have like a thousand followers on Twitter, you know. Yeah. So I respect, they're there, they're there for the music. And you know they're there to work hard too. Yeah, not for... Because they're trying to get exposure, they're trying to prove everyone that they belong. In this. Yeah, not for that money. They're not worried about the whole fame thing. So they're not, they're not tropey. Yeah. Respect. Well, that's, I think that's most of... What we had down, listed down. Do you have anything else that you wanted to hit on? Mm. Hmm... Hmm... No. I got nothing. No? Well, I think there was one thing we missed off on, which was the poop and fart jokes that we oftentimes see in these movies and TV shows. Dude, we should have brought that up. Which gives us a great opportunity to lead into our toilet talk of the week. There it is do do Nice, well done. I don't even have to use that that animation sound. Anymore. No, that was a yeah. It was don't like worry a about it. typhoon fart jokes. So we talked about Adam Sandler earlier, <laughs> who is a walking fart <laughs> joke. <laughs> he is the like the embodiment of what you would expect a fart joke to, with legs to look like. Spot on. Uh, all his movies, dude. Him. All right, I'm going to go at you right now. Adam Sandler, Kevin James. Now, really? I'm, now I'm having a hard time. <laughs> I had to. What was that movie? The Grown Ups? Grown Ups. Anyone in that movie. Yeah. All of the actors well, in that movie. Well, you had Chris Rock and you had uh, uh, Steve Buscemi in that movie. All they right, right. They're, they're at least respectable. Yeah, but not. <laughs> Sorry, Adam Sandler. We're giving you a hard time. Damn, dude you put out some cringe trash Taylor Lautner Taylor Lautner he's not he's Uh, he's getting in that poop joke line because he was in that movie uh, Ridiculous 6 too yeah but uh, those are just three examples well two just two examples really I'm sure there's tons of other ones I mean you've seen plenty of movies where they they do the fart jokes oh my god it smells so bad blah 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 Mm. I mean Ben Stiller's been in movies like that too uh, But, oh, my God. Um. So what? what is it, then? What do you think it is that makes things? I mean, I realize that you and I both are a little bit immature, I would say, in the sense nope. when it comes to that kind of humor. I mean, we've said it maybe not on the show, but just in every day. Like, poop jokes and fart jokes, to me, will always be funny. Like, someone just randomly rips it on the street. So like, that's I'm, th- I'm going to laugh. That's the thing, right? So with we were talking about pop songs being cookie cutter songs fart jokes are the cookie cutter of jokes i know my dad may or may not be listening but dad you are a you are a perpetrator of this all the time where it's like oh man i ripped that was so bad or like i just shit my pants you know and it's like dude Every time, like, it's once a day, you know? It's funny, like, it still makes me laugh, and it makes a lot of people laugh, because no one, uh, a lot of people don't joke about that stuff. But when you do, it's funny, because it's so taboo, in a way. Yeah. I mean, the fact that we're talking about poop stuff every episode, I think is good, because, uh, like I just said, it's taboo no in one wants day-to-day to talk life. About it. No one wants to talk about it. Even if you're listening to it, sorry. Sorry we're gonna talk about it. We think it's funny and I'm sure that you get in the bathroom and you fart, you probably laugh at it too. And I'm sure you're entertained by toilet talk, right? Yeah, yeah. Somewhat, you have comical to that you can listen to and enjoy. But I think that's it though is that when you, um, when you, when you make a fart joke, you know, like, like oh, I can picture that guy farting. Oh, that's really funny. Like if I said, like some really hot girl, I can make up a story right now. I'm in an elevator with this tall beautiful young lady and then I see her like drop her purse and she bends down to pick it up and then she just rips the loudest fart and it smells up the entire elevator Dude don't tell me that if that joke was told at work you wouldn't like bust out laughing that would be so funny because you it would be so unexpected and you just you don't see like there's certain people that you don't see doing those acts right? Like you don't see the pres the president of the United States, well maybe older presidents of the United States <laughs> pooping on the toilet. Or uh just any any woman in general. I don't think about my mom pooping on the toilet, you know? <laughs> but <laughs> no, I, I just weird. said it and you started laughing, you know. So I, it's something you don't think about all the time. And maybe that's what it is. But I mean there are whole jokes crafted around these things. Like you're in a room, it's just you, your significant other and the dog. And all of a sudden, something starts to smell. And you're like, dog farted. You Just blame the dog. There you go. That's it. Yeah. That's your joke. You know, clearly it was one of you. But, I mean, I know dogs occasionally. So are you pro or anti-fart jokes? I'm pro. Very, very pro. pro. Now, how often can it happen in a movie? Um, You get two? We, yeah. I was going to say one or two. Because one, it's like... And it depends how it's presented, To It could be totally unexpected, yeah, you know? There there's some very... I was just watching Parks and Rec today, right? Yeah. Rewatching, I should say. And there's an episode where Jerry, who is, like, the office punching bag or the department punching <laughs> bag, he, like, dropped... They're not allowed to laugh at him. What's at all? Because he's having a rough go of things. And so he, like, drops something on the floor, bends over, his pants split, and he <laughs> farts. And it's just the combination of everything that's been going on is, like because Perfect. because there was a restriction on the fact that they pick on him all the time anyways and whenever it, it was such an easy opportunity to give him crap for it they weren't allowed they weren't allowed to do it which made it even funnier yeah so if you present it in a tasteful way which that's about as tasteful as you can get I guess um, if you present it in the the most tasteful or best suited way I'm fine with it but when you're doing it I don't know, five or seven times in a movie or a TV show for that. Mm. You need to reevaluate yourself. You need to get better at comedy. Yeah, I think so. Do your job I'm sure better. there's a lot of stand-up comedians that rely on that stuff. All right, man. So I think we've covered everything. What, yeah. Uh... Woodford Reserve, the master's collection. It's, it's Randy Cask finish. The big stuff. Keep and it just has more words on it every time I look at it. Seriously. Um, it has like a little pamphlet attached to the neck of the bottle. So tell me if you thought this, did you taste like a, a vanilla undertone? Sure did. Yeah. I wasn't a big fan of this. It's not surprising. The way you rated Deceptivus prior to this in a in an earlier episode, which I really thoroughly enjoy Deceptivus um, because it is a sweeter bourbon. I told you before the show started that yeah, you, were right. you know you probably weren't going to like this. I again enjoy it because it is a little sweeter but you know, it doesn't surprise me. Well, I still me thought either. it hit you whenever you first you know, taste it. And I haven't had much brandy so, you know, correct me if I'm wrong on this, but it tasted it did have that brandy flavor or that effect at the beginning. It was a little bit more it pinched you, I guess. A, t- a tartness? Okay. I guess so. Uh, that's the that's the best way I can really describe it. Yeah. It's you guys will have to go get yourself a bottle, but probably not. Because maybe not. This one, is expensive. I got this up in DC where the liquor stores are not. They just give out stuff. Yeah, they're not uh, uh, state regulated, so you know they carry a much wider variety of uh, liquors. So I got this up there because I knew I would like it. Ran me about 120 bones. I know it sounds ridiculous and expensive, but I think it's delicious and kind of a, a great, you know, expensive bottle of bourbon to share with friends. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, since then, I have not seen it under $160 per bottle. So I'm glad I got it when I did. Um, it is delicious. Well, according to you. According to me. I don't but think it's bad. I, That's that. I just don't. Um, I would not put it in my top tier list. Which, speaking of lists, we have a power rankings list now on our website. Boom. Check it out. It's up there for you. For your like dot com. You should go out and try them. See what you think. See if you think our ratings are remotely accurate. I know everybody's is going to vary. Yeah, messages. Especially like... Tell us what you think about you it. You know, Stephen and I with Yeah, you know, I rated it pretty high. He rated it pretty average. And so, you know, it fell... On the uh, the overall listing because the average score. Or it was raised. Yeah, was well, raised by me. Due to your inflated rating system. Yeah. That's it for the show today, guys. I mean, Woodford Reserve, if you. if you, What's uh, your rating? Hurry. What do I give Deceptivist 3? I don't remember. I, I would give it right above Deceptivus maybe a 3.10. 3.10. 1.0. 3.1. Yeah. 3.10. Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> 3.1. Whatever. Nice. I'm going to give it a 4.5. Four point five, man. See, the, guys, this is how the average gets swayed. We need a third person. consistent. Come on the website. Four point four. Send us your ratings. Four point four. Let's bring that average down. I've got a, I've got to double check what I got for Deceptivus. I I think this is better than Deceptivist. I think it is too. So, but slightly better. I, I think one of the another four point five. Well, guys, we don't not suggest it Vic definitely highly suggests it I say I, do. If I you say can if you swing can it. get it if someone can gift it to you um, it's great to have on your whiskey stand whiskey sure, bench bitch. whiskey cabinet bam it looks the bottle looks nice too it does and it's really cool alright so we're gonna wrap things up here today we appreciate you guys tuning in supporting the podcast and giving us a listen uh, remember to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes uh, that way you can stay up to date on all of our content Additionally, guys, remember the Raleigh Rambler for those of you who find yourself in the Raleigh area uh, on a consistent basis or if you're just visiting, you know, subscribe to that podcast on iTunes as well to get your fill every Sunday of all the events going on in and around the Raleigh area that you can get out and participate in. Um, If you feel so inclined, please rate and leave us a review. It really helps to drive our exposure on a national level. Don't forget to check out our website, myshotoflife.com. Give us a follow on all of our social medias. That's at myshotoflife on both Twitter and Instagram. Reminder, in addition to iTunes, please check out our SoundCloud and our Stitcher where we will post every episode each Wednesday. Make sure to tune in on Wednesdays for each episode of the Shot of Life podcast. Feel free to reach out to us through our various outlets. That's our social media and also on our website with comments and suggestions on future episode topics, as well as different drinks to try and to rate. Well, we appreciate you listening and joining us today. Uh, We hope that you drink responsibly when listening to this podcast. And always remember, guys, drinks are better with friends.